Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Looks Like We Made It. I'm Izzy Howell and I'm joined by Managing Director and Creative Industry Expert Chris to talk all things video marketing. We are the father and daughter who run the video production company Howell Film and each week we will be discussing all sorts like what happens behind the scenes on our projects, getting results from your video content, how to start using video in your business and plenty more to come. We're always up for candidly conversing about creativity. On this episode we are discussing disruptive technology and when did video really become big? So without further ado let's get started started and of course never miss an episode every Tuesday by giving us a follow or subscribe as well as finding Howell Film on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn. Let's go! Let's do it! Excellent. Well, firstly I would say um, you should record that intro. Because um, <laughs> you say it every week, and I and, get better and, at and it you, every time. Your though. face has gone purple, so um, <laughs> yeah, I get better at it. It's good. It's like, um, yeah, it's like when opera singers train no. to go on the okay. stage. So um, disruptive. Disruptive. That's disruptive. Are that, we disruptive? That, no, but that that sounds like almost like slightly negative. But I know I know what you mean. It's things. It's technology, I guess, that shakes things up a little bit and has really transformed the uh, marketing world, if you will. Well, it blew it. It blew it open. So Smashed what would it open. You, what would you class as disruptive technology? Well, I suppose YouTube would be sort of like, whereas something that didn't even exist before, no one, no one even thought of it, and then now it's kind of like central to everything. I mean, I suppose, and then you get onto kind of social media and all the kind of the real big, big, big ticket stuff. I suppose yeah. disruptive is anything that kind of changes the status quo, anything mm. that that comes along and just takes a big hammer and smashes the old, you know, the old way things were yeah. before and makes something new. Well, I guess when, when it's saying as well, then when did video really become big? I guess part of that, I was thinking about the fact that, yes, things like Instagram and Facebook and, and all the social media platforms that we use have been around for, I don't know, just over a decade now for Instagram, I think. And then Facebook was a bit earlier. But like Instagram initially was only a photo based platform and you couldn't oh, yeah. put videos on it. And it, I remember it was quite a big moment when you could actually put videos on Instagram. And now Instagram is almost entirely a video platform. But you're looking at this as a, as a youngster because you're jumping oh, in instantly, like with, instantly <laughs> with Instagram and all the rest of it. I think we need to rewind way back. I think, I think that video and, well, actually not video, but the moving image has been really important as a tool since it was invented. I think yeah. I think if you look at the power of, you know, the the, the the power of the kind of like, you know, early early doors, black and white films, right the way through to the power of, of the of cinema. And it was always a draw. It's just that you used to have to get off your backside and, and go and sit in a seat and watch it. And, yeah. and you know, all people always talk about how they'd sit in the cinema, you know, and they'd watch it, they'd, they'd you know, they'd watch feature after feature after feature um, and the news you know you got your news via the cinema and then and then obviously later on when when TV came into the home these are really really powerful tools these are these are these are incredible um, changes that that you know they're message delivering content delivery platforms mm. that each each incarnation of uh, the moving image has had a dramatic impact on society a dramatic impact on um, people's the, the way that people digest that information. So I mm. so so you could argue that it's almost like a natural progression that the the way that the the moving image and and film and video and and all this sort of stuff dominates our life it's just it's just almost like a, a it was almost almost bound to happen. Oh, I like that. That's really interesting because I think that's the thing it's when you look back to 
film in general you know we remember well i don't remember because we didn't exist at the time but when that train the famous thing about the train on video that went towards the that went towards the um, camera and people started running away from the theater because it was so groundbreaking but then again in a previous episode when i mentioned that the first advert to ever be on tv like an actual tv advert was for toothpaste in 1955 is that someone sees an opportunity and that changed the entire landscape again i think you know it's really interesting when you look at because I've been re-watching TV from like, I think, well, I've been re-watching Grey's Anatomy and that started in like 2003, 2004. And it's amazing that that doesn't seem that long ago, but it's so dated by the fact that people just have a flip phone and, a, and you know, some wiggly charms on their, on their little mobile phones and they've got pages and you think, God, that's actually... We've come so far yeah. so quickly. It's well, like skyrocketed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, essentially, once once Steve Jobs in 2007, I believe, put the, the piece of black glass in your hand, yes. um, the, the phone part was, was relegated at that point. What you've actually got is a is a handheld computer yeah. that does... I mean, ironically, I don't I don't think it's that... They're that good of phones, in, no, well, in a sense. You know, it's, they're, they're, it's, that's the thing. You know. it's, it's, it's bizarre how the smartphone revolution in particular is completely... Like well, it, it's it's blown digital marketing into a completely different stratosphere. It puts, it puts a camera in everybody's hand, doesn't mm-hmm. it? And that I think that's also that's also key. There's obviously a, a you know I mentioned obviously that that um, you know the moving image has been has, has been powerful for for generations. However, I think the big turning point was when anyone could do it. When yeah. you don't need any specialist equipment, even even pre smartphones, you needed a little. You know, little digital camera. You need, you needed something to to make a movie, and they were always very novelty based. It was always kind of like, wow, look, we've got you know, like the even back in the, you know, in the seventies with you know, you got like little little cine cameras, or mm. it was always you always captured a tiny snippet. You always yeah. captured a tiny moment, and and now it's, it's you know, well, it's a double edged sword. Really, it's kind of like just just because you can doesn't necessarily mean you should but also it means that you can actually however whatever your creative um you know your creative passion is you can make it and it's accessible Mm. and you can think well you know actually i can i can make a film about anything now i don't know whether whether there's merit in that you know there's a lot of old dross out there but equally there's some incredible stuff that people make incredible stuff people make on their smoke on their smartphones and on sort of handheld devices and then and so i think that like disruptive to my mind, would be that it disrupts the status quo, mm. which kind of like I actually think is a good is a good thing, provided there's some sort of you know it's not it shouldn't always be like the wild west and, yeah. and I think that you know there, it's not always a force for good, um, but on balance I think that you know certainly the power of YouTube and you know putting the putting the power back in people's own hands is is, is something quite remarkable and, and probably something that no one could ever see coming. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's 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 one of those strange things. Or when you think back, even to um, the concept of paid for platforms now, I think is quite interesting. That it, that YouTube you can pay per month for now, and you can have so much more content, so much more stuff at your fingertips. But initially, it was just I don't know. It, I think it's it's strange how there's been a bit of a transformation. That stuff like YouTube initially was obviously around what I think what two thousand and three, early two thousands. I, I remember being a little kid, and my, the first thing I ever watched on YouTube was you show you, you were showing us YouTube, and you were like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" And then we were we were watch we were on like a little laptop, and um, 
and mum and um, you said, Oh, what should we put on? And mum said, Oh, put on that new Shakira video. <laughs> and it was whenever wherever was the first thing I ever saw on YouTube. And that really dates it all the way back. But I remember as watch I remember the first thing I ever saw on YouTube and thinking, God, that and we were all there and you were saying, This is it, this is this is the future. I think, I think the first <laughs> I think the first ever video was a guy at the zoo. I think uh, I think that was like uh, it's crazy. Some, some guy at the zoo seeing an elephant but at the time it was so because obviously we used to just like you'd you'd burn cds or you'd you'd buy like you'd everything was very tangible and having something in front of you it felt like the power was back in your hands like people actually had power to be creating content and i think the that sparked almost like a digital and a creative revolution yeah, well, well i think the very i think the very idea of it you know we're, we're focusing on youtube obviously there are other platforms was mm. that they invented it, it was kind of like a good idea they thought but they hadn't kind of figured out how to uh, monetize it no, mm. you know no one had said actually what we need to do now is sort of sell advertising sell highly targeted advertising and 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 that kind of came along at, at a later date and and i think a lot of naysayers at the at the time said well this will never catch on because they can't see that they can't see where the revenue's coming from and i think it was only when you know, when 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 these sort of long term boffins said, actually, no, no, we can monetize it. Mm. And it was interesting you were saying, you know, there's a there is a there is a subscription based um, option for YouTube, um, but essentially what that does is it it it, it gets rid of the adverts. So what yeah. you're buying is you're buying a more pure experience. Whereas back in the day, that's that's how it was. So, um, but it's strange because you have to almost pay to go back to that initial yeah. point. It's very yeah. odd. But so the the part of this discussion as well is when did video really become big? And I think that coincides quite nicely with when did really companies and industries like ours start to go in this direction? Like, you know, I can't imagine, obviously, when Facebook and stuff started to begin, people would, you, you wouldn't have dedicated video marketing companies that didn't go outside the realms of tv uh, yeah. i think it's we in industries and companies like ours started to come out the woodwork around that time I'd i say, think but. i think it's to, i think it's a bandwidth revolution i think Ooh. i think i think that um video that sounds like a band <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think that i think that um i think the video became big um because when the because back in the back in the day when the tinter web was first first invented mm. you know you, you'd sit and watch one image draw itself <laughs> quiet you know it would literally go line after line after line and eventually you get your get your picture you've been waiting for and i think as as that speed element improved um and then designers thought well actually you know we can do more with imagery and then suddenly it was going hey wow we can we can whack in an eye an iframe in here from from youtube and we wow and and i think once once it became possible to properly watch um, video content online mm. that was the first revolution and I think that once the you know the 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 G technology for mobile phones kind of yeah, came on stream as well point. I think that was the way that people consume video because it used to be that even relatively recently you, you'd if there was video content you wouldn't watch it on your phone because a you know you your supplier would have you know, it would your, cost your you provider would have cost pounds. you about a million pounds, <laughs> and B, it just wouldn't play. You'd, yeah. It'd take forever to play. So, so again, that that notion that it just works and you can watch stuff, and you know, yeah. and, and I think that's a, I think I think in a sense that the the revolution is is keeping pace with the technology. I agree, and I think well, that's the that's the really interesting thing that um, it's. It's a bit like I, I've noticed, particularly when it comes to the social media, because that's the more side that I, I know better, is that um, is 
the way that it almost acts a bit like stairs as it's gradually going up. So Instagram will throw in, you can use video now, not just pictures. And then it goes along like that for a little bit and people do that and put some wacky filters on everything and that's just how it looks. And then there's another big step up and it's things like, oh, your videos can now last more than 30 seconds. And you go, oh, okay, that's interesting. There's a whole other level there. And then after that, it goes up again around the pandemic where TikTok then comes in and reels come in and stories come in and all of these extra things where now there's about seven or eight different ways that you can share content content on one platform video content on one platform and you just think what's the next step up is it going to carry on like this for a bit longer is the pandemic meant that people can have this kind of creative homemade thing again or or where's it going to go next that's my question (laughs) firstly i mean i've got as you know i'm 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 a crusader for the notion that um content is king Mm -hmm. And, and as i say in in every episode, um, you know, like I probably have actually already said it in this episode, <laughs> just, you know, just because you, you can doesn't necessarily mean you should. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, I, and I do think that, I do think we're going to, if I was going to look sort of crystal ball kind of in the future, I, I think that people are going to become a bit more discerning again. I think that mm. the, I think that quality is going to, is, I think, I think that there's, there's so much, Stuff. Wheat. <laughs> so much chaff, <laughs> sorry, that the, the the occasional bit of wheat will will really show up. Yeah. You know, like you know, there's an, there's millions of analogies you can use for that. But I think that I th- I think that quality is going to be going to because at the be minute the it's very it is very quantity because yeah. I do because even because I obviously keep an eye on Instagram Reels and I I, I enter into that never ending scroll sometimes because I want to see what's what's trending. I want to see what's going on and. You do. There is a lot of rubbish out there that you have to really troll through to find the golden nuggets. Absolutely. And also about delivering a message in a concise, clear and f- and appropriate way. I mm. think that what the, you know, one thing that I, you know, whenever I watch anything online and, and it's not, perhaps not been put together by a professional um, video content creator is that it's just really really long mm. you know and people people you know we we know because we do it for a living we, we do it commercially that you've got to be brutal with your edits you know you've got to yes. you've got to cut like mad and 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 only the prize stuff makes the makes the grade and i think you can still you can still massively tell the the stuff that's been put together by not necessarily professionals but certainly people who 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 understand the importance of the edit, mm. and then there are other stuff where the, you know the video, the production values are good, um, mm. the people producing it. You think, wow, that is incredible that you're making that, you know, in your own in your own home or whatever. Mm. But ultimately, there's always that that fallback where you think, oh my god, get a move on, man. Yeah. You know, it's like it's really hard work. Well, that's and, the, the sorry to interrupt because because uh, you, you interrupt. said the editing and I just went, oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that, and I think because when you see when you are going through Instagram reels and TikTok and that kind of realm of short snappy content that basically casts the net really wide and you just basically, but you, every video on, on reels is a bit like a message in a bottle. You just kind of cast it out there and wherever it ends up, you hope it sticks and someone likes it. But, um, and that can be a bit hit and miss. Sometimes you can get thousands of views. Sometimes you can get three. It just, it's really depends on the algorithm. But I noticed there's a lot more adverts now for people or, or editing on your phone apps like apps 
to edit reels on your phone that make them look really slick and professional and cool. And then you look at the actual advert for the editing app and that's obviously been done by an editor on a computer. And I think so, there's a bit of a paradox here where there's a false sense of I can do this myself. But at what point do you bring in the professional? That's, well, at what point do you bring in the professional? At what um, point do we say stop making reels yourself and let us do them? Okay, well, I think it's all about time, ultimately. I think it's a, ca- a case of um, if, if you're a commercial enterprise that the amount of time that you are spending producing your own stuff can become oh, mind you know and, and and as we both as we all know filming and editing and production and pre-production and post-production all the rest of it it is a time black hole you know mm-hmm. um and it's only when it's only when you know we're in front of a client and we're saying well this takes this time this takes time and you actually lay it out um that they go wow that is quite a big deal and anybody who's tried to make anything themselves I, and I and I advise everyone to try and make stuff themselves because it's a great thing to do. It does to do it properly. It is. It takes it's time. Time hungry. It's a, this yeah. is a this is a, a machine and it's that, only, that burns time. It's only when you've done it a lot. Like ed- editing is obviously something that I've done for years, and it's it's something that I've I know now by doing it for years what takes longer, what does take time, how you end up in that time black hole. So what we're saying here basically is that. Um, from a commercial perspective, if you're a, if you're a business, large or small, there's a tipping point where doing it yourself, you either don't deliver the the standard of message in terms of the mm. look, the feel, and the consistency, because that's another important yeah. thing. Well, that's it. It probably um, looks easier. Well, it probably yeah. looks easy and simple yeah. and straightforward because it's been done by a professional who knows what yeah. they're doing. You spend a, you, you spend a lifetime making something look effortless. Yes, absolutely. And that's what that's why people like us exist, I suppose. But so disruptive technology and when did video really become big? What is our answer? Um, video hasn't even begun to peak yet. Ooh. We're, we're, we're in a we're, it's just a we're just, Ooh, it's just a barely, tram- scratched the surface. barely scratched the surface because we because we, we, we haven't even talked about kind of like real time stuff, AI stuff, um, you know, fully immersive uh, video content. We, we haven't talked about, um, you know, the kind of like. 3D and all, all kinds of amazing things. Like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not going to say, you know, talk about Zuckerberg's thing. But, <laughs> but what I'm saying is like that there's this in terms of creativity. Wow. What a what a what a launch pad that, uh, that, 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 there's, that there's boffins out there making technology that can make creatives go Wow, I can I can make this thing. I can make this thing do this. I can make it look this way. Like that, you know, the incredible work with VR and an immersive, yeah. um, you know, immersive video. It's in, it's brilliant. And then you know, and then you're getting into the realms of like, you know, what what's real, what's not. Yeah, and, well, it's I mean, becoming it's, very space age. But that's the thing. It's it's almost like I I do feel space like age. <laughs> <laughs> it's so space age. I'm 95. Um, well, it's it's yeah. It's basically I think that we are. It's on a constant crescendo. It's constantly going up. And I think that we are only just in the middle of that. It's going to keep going and keep... And it's exciting to see what's going to happen next because it, companies like ours that like to sort of keep an ear to the ground on what's going on. Even when we started, things like TikTok didn't even exist. And, you know, the the landscape for video marketing is always changing. And, Carry and, on. And what I would say is that, though, that... We're very excited by all this. We are very excited <laughs> by this. What I will say, though, is it still doesn't, it still doesn't alter the fact that... The essence of good design remains the same. The essence yeah. of good design and the essence of good creativity is still that um, you you could take away everything that's superfluous, and what you're left with is visually appealing. Oh, the essence totally. of good, the essence of good design is not what is not what you add; it's what you, it's, it's what you don't add. 
you know Ooh, it's that yes. kind of it's that it's that kind of clean lines clean message you know there's a pure there's a purity to good design and good creativity that is lost on people who haven't got it and i don't i don't mean that in a well, it's, it, it's way. not you can't rely 100% on technology as well it has to part of it has to come from a creative eye you still have to understand potentially pace narrative rhythm yeah. um all of that which is why there's and... which is why there's room for everybody yeah. you know like i i you know we we get to all the time where i don't know where people are going oh well i can i can get that made for 2 pound 50 or you know it's like well great go, knock yourself out you know I'm, I, there's room for everybody in there's room mm. for everybody in this in this world in this arena you know cre- creativity isn't isn't an exclusive thing it's it's kind of like you know, if you want to make some films, make some films. You, yeah. you know, if you want to, if you want to, if you, if you want to dive in and have a go, whatever, it doesn't matter. We, I, I have literally, I have, I have only um, praise for anybody making stuff. Doesn't matter yeah. what they're making. I not, do. You know, and I, and I think, and it's that, hard because it's hard. It, yeah, it, it well, is. Not, yeah, it is hard. And it, but but the other thing as well is is to keep doing it. That's the yeah. other. That's the other challenge. No end of people start off with you know in a blaze of glory yeah we're making videos we're doing a youtube channel we're doing this we're doing that two weeks down the line it's like oh wow this is it's hard going. work it's it hard, hard work going. so final question yes. to end this off right, is okay. less that was quite a ranty it was, one wasn't yeah, it yeah you you're still on that soapbox I so am. i'm gonna keep you I on am. it for this question go on then, go on um how easy is it in your express opinion to tell a story in 30 seconds um it's is it easy? Well, it's, it's you don't have just thirty seconds to answer this, by the way. It's <laughs> well, well, that's the power of brilliant advertising, isn't it? I mean, I mean, most most TV adverts, as we know, are thirty seconds long, and you can tell a hell of a story in thirty seconds. But mm. it's all, but it's all nuance. It's all about kind of like using. You can use, you know, all the tools at your disposal. You can use to build the narrative. So it's mm. not just about, you know, you can actually create characters. You can, you can use the power of music. You can use the power of. Um, you know, visual aids, text, um, you know, a look. One one look from a from a child can instantly evoke scores of emotions. Yeah. And that and that is what that's what humans you know, there's there's a psychology to it. But yeah, you can tell an amazing story. Just look at just look at some of the brilliant adverts that are out there in thirty seconds. Yeah. So yeah, you can. Excellent. Well that's good to know because, you know, that's just purely out of interest because a lot of things on social media now, a lot of content people are creating. You've only got a limit of thirty seconds, even down to T V advertising, down to yeah, yeah. TikTok get- and stuff. There's sometimes quite tight limits to what you can create so that's an interesting point so what you should do you can even create a cliffhanger you can create in 30 seconds you can create something that leaves them wanting more with an eastenders at the end maybe not but (laughs) yeah leave leave them wanting more fabulous well i'm gonna leave our audience (laughs) wanting more now so i'm gonna round this episode off by saying thank you for listening to this episode if you are listening on apple music or apple Podcasts, please leave us a rate and review um and if you want to listen to more of our looks like we made it podcast then please go to www.howlfilm.co.uk or listen to us wherever you get in your podcast or where you're listening to it right now so you can also find us on instagram facebook twitter and linkedin and we will see you next week see you bye